So find an African-American person, the white people, I see you. I see every single one of you, and I remember your faces. You find that African-American person, and you give them $10. Cash app, Venmo, $10 in your pocket. That's my challenge to you. Do it. Do it. Do it. Are you Peter Venkman? Yes, I'm Dr. Venkman. Exactly what are you a doctor of, Mr. Venkman? Well, I have PhDs in parapsychology and psychology. I see. And now you catch ghosts. Yeah, you could say that. Now, how many ghosts have you caught, Mr. Venkman? I'm not at liberty to say. And where do you put these ghosts once you catch them? Into a storage facility. And would this storage facility be located on these premises? Yeah. And may I see this storage facility? No. Ah, ah, ah. You didn't say the magic word. Please! Well, from the land where it's still raining. It's the middle of June, Rod. It's 65 degrees and it is still raining. I'm Dave. To the land of sunny California, where we're in the 70s in the middle of June, which is unheard of. I had to turn on the heat. I'm Rod, by the way. <laughs> Who are you again? I'm Rod. Mm. A- A.K.A. Rodbo. <laughs> A.K.A. The Rod. Diamond and Rod. DNR. Wait, do not resuscitate. Ah, that's the way it goes, huh? Hey, good to it see does. everybody again. Uh, another week yeah. has passed, and I don't know that anything's really changed, has it? No. No, it's, it's still sad and somewhat entertaining actually that's that's a word for it isn't it somewhat entertaining i was hoping for some entertainment this week it was rumored i mean and of course when you're with an internet rumor is exactly that it's an internet rumor but Mm -hmm. we were told that the hell's angels and the mongols is it mongols or mongrels i get it mixed up I don't know. I don't pay attention to bike gangs. Sorry. Anyway, these two biker gangs that hate each other were, quote, riding together to Seattle to liberate the land of Chaz. Really? Yes. To liberate them? That's what it said. Now, there was a Facebook posting, a page that apparently dealt with this. And uh, so they were supposed to be coming up here and they were going to ride into the Capitol Hill area, the East Precinct, as it were, of Seattle, and dismantle, as it were, the land of Chaz. All righty. And I was somewhere between looking forward to this and somewhere between not looking forward to this, because obviously this is, you know, I mean, I remember the Altamont, so um, this wasn't going to be... I mean, you talk about the police being caught between a rock and a hard place. Oh, what do you do? I mean, yeah, I I have no idea. I mean, you have to stop them from going in there at the same time. They don't want you. They they don't want you. Amazing. Um, So I was kind of looking forward to it just because I like to see weird stuff happen. And here yeah. we had the Hells Angels and the Mongols. And if I'm mispronouncing it, sorry, biker dude, I, I, I'm i sorry. But um, I don't have a whole lot of regard for biker gangs to begin with. But the uh, 
the potential here was, I mean, it had everybody up here a buzz. Everybody was mm-hmm. almost, they were almost selling tickets. Really? Get your ferry ticket now, go over and, <laughs> and watch the Mongols <laughs> and the Hells Angels take on chess. Alas, it has turned out to not be true. Ah, darn it. Yeah, you say that, but, I mean, in the meantime, do you know how much time I wasted down that rabbit hole looking for this? Because there was no... There was no proof of it. There was nothing, you know, it was just this hazy picture, and it was this um, alleged, hey, these two groups are coming together, and they're going to go up there and, and and take this out. And, of course, nobody could point to anything definitive saying this. There were no videos of the biker gangs riding up I-5, nothing. And so I spent yeah. hours yesterday in the bowels Be- of the Before internet. your hopes were dashed on the rocks of despair. Are they really hopes? I don't know that I was really hoping for this, but at the same time, you know, it's I'm one of those people that just because you tell me something doesn't mean I'm going to believe you, especially if it's on the Internet. Yeah. Does that make me a cynic or does that make me or what that makes me? I spent a lot of time. I went down the the white rabbit hole on this and I got into places and things and I didn't even go on the dark net, Rod. I wasn't even into that. I was not that I have any access to the dark net. I want to be clear here, but. Let's say I did. I can neither that. confirm nor deny. Yeah. Let's I say I did have access to, to it. I, I didn't go there. Okay. I was lost enough in the stuff on the regular web dealing with whether or not the Hells Angels were coming to Seattle to de-chazify Chaz, or as they refer to it now, CHOP. I don't know if you got that. They changed the name. Did they? Yes. No, I didn't see it's, that. It's no longer the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Now it is the Capitol Hill Occupy Protest. Oh, so we're back to now they occupy. We're back to chop or... instead of Chaz, which I think sucks. I mean, if you're a marketing person, chop is nowhere near as good as Chaz. No. It's just not. No. It's not as funny either because I know the Babylon Bee actually had a, a little post where you know, Trump comes in and brings his Chads to replace the, these well-groomed bodies to replace the Chaz that are there. <laughs> Oh my God, it's uh, it's been entertaining to watch. I'll tell you that, and I guess it's both interesting and frustrating, and at the same time, it is a white rabbit hole. I mean, you try to go down this thing, you will be sucked in. You talk about binge watching. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the Twitter feeds. Just the Twitter feeds are are incredible. The Seattle Times stories about this are are. Um, I reactivated my subscription just to be able to follow that. I don't think the Seattle Times is worth 16 bucks a month for the digital edition, but no. I didn't want to miss any of this. So it, it It's getting crazy, and it's whether it's a what appeared to me to be a Native American pointing his finger at white people in the Chaz and telling them that they had to give a black person $10 before they left, or else they really weren't down with the struggle. Really? That seems kind of... Uh... If you can't fork over $10, Rod, in your white privilege here in Chazland, if you can't fork over $10 to give to a black person, all the black people raise your hand so we know where you are, um, then you're not really down with it. How are you going to give up your power and privilege and property outside of the land of Chaz? I'm fairly certain that the people that are actually, the white people that are actually in the Chaz are probably not all that well off. They're probably not even employed. Now, why do you say that? That's, I mean, that's some serious white privilege there, man. 
I'm, I'm talking about the white people. <laughs> I'm not talking about the black people. Yeah, but aren't, Is it white privilege aren't they to talk about the too? white people? Aren't they disadvantaged as well? Yeah, but they're still white privileged. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, they wanted them to hand $10 to a black person before they left. Not before the whole thing was over, but before they left. They had to have $10 to a so black person. Are they tracking that? So, hey, dude, I already gave well, $10. They are. they are tracking it because the guy who made the announcement, who, again, appears to me to be Native American. Now, I don't, you know, I know you can't really tell sometimes, but his dress and mannerisms are very mm-hmm. Native American. And so he informed everybody there, all the white folk there in the land of Chaz, that he's got an eye on you. He's watching you. I remember your faces. <laughs> okay. So you might want to get a receipt. You saying. solved that problem by wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what a shocker. COVID cases are up. Oh, yeah. Mm. Wonder why that happened. So between the Hells Angels and the president, it appears that Basically, everybody in the world has a solution to this Chaz problem, if, yeah. it is, if it even really is a problem. And I, I, I think my thinking over the past week, Rod, has kind of evolved. Is mm-hmm. that permissible? Yeah, you can, you can change your mind. Okay. Well, I'm not changing my mind, per se. I wasn't sure when this whole thing happened, what the solution to it was. And now I'm not so sure that there is a solution or even should be a solution. Does that make sense? No, you might want to explain that. Okay. I am not convinced that anybody really needs to do anything here. In fact, it may be advantageous to not do anything here. That may, <laughs> I, I, I know that sounds strange, but consider for just a moment. All right. <laughs> so what? Yeah. So a bunch of people declared themselves independent, put up barricades, have people with guns patrolling their streets, and they don't want to talk to you about anything unless you're willing to give them $10. Well, I'm sure they're not, you know, beyond the $10, they're not willing to talk to you either. Okay, so, so don't. Yeah. That's my solution. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to Seattle. And if I did have to go to Seattle, I certainly wouldn't go to Capitol Hill. No, no. So, but you know, but Dave, you know, they're still relying upon government services. They called the fire department to put a dumpster fire out. Right. Well, so if they're really autonomous, I, I get it. I get it. But here's the question: I mean, everybody says, well, but 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 that's public expense and blah blah blah. But even if they hadn't put out the dumpster fire, what would they have been doing? You still would have been paying him to sit in the fire station and drink coffee. Sure. So sure. Is it really... No, I'm just saying that you know if they really want to be autonomous, they shouldn't be calling nine one one. They don't want to be autonomous, man. <laughs> well, they don't sh- want to be yeah. autonomous. What they want is for you to agree with them and and praise them. Yeah. And you're not and doing not it. Mock their garden. <laughs> well, okay. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, so they built a garden. Boy, it's, uh, I'm trying not to. I'm, really, I'm trying to take this seriously, Rod. I really am. Because, yeah. you know, if you don't take this stuff seriously, 
they will attack you. Not because of what yes. you said, but because of what you don't say. So yes, I'm trying to take right. them seriously. I'm trying to look at this and go, well, they built a garden because people got to eat in the autonomous zone. I'm pretty certain that they don't have a single farmer amongst them. A real one farmer. Would, one someone would who gather that based on the way they're doing this. <laughs> Sorry. Their garden. So this, this whole area is six, yeah. what is it, six or seven square blocks. It's not a huge area, but it's it's bigger than your house. Yeah. And the garden that they have is about the size of my office. Yeah. It's a bunch of dirt on top of cardboard. They laid cardboard down on a grassy area and threw dirt on top of it. Right. Well, that's what you do, right? That's how you get <laughs> corn to grow real tall. And Dude, I don't know, man. I don't grow anything. Should see my backyard right now. They could feed a single person with that. Only thing I can grow is weeds. I haven't mowed my lawn. I haven't mowed my backyard in like a year. Should see it. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Although I have my I have my teenage son mow it, mow Uh, the weeds. I don't have one of those, so I will soon though. Yeah. So they put this garden in. It's a circular garden. It's cardboard. They put. I, I like that they put the little fence around it. Yeah. To keep everybody but the homeless out. (laughs) <laughs> the homeless that mistook it for a uh, fighting ring. So you want to describe this? Cause I don't think I can. <laughs> if any of you have ever played the game, mortal Kombat, or heard of the game and it's been around for years and years. So it, there's like homeless guy out in the middle of this swinging some kind of stick, trying to take on people. Two sticks. <laughs> Well, yeah, true. He had two sticks. Swinging the two sticks, challenging people to take him on in the middle of their garden that they're trying to put together. In the dirt over the cardboard. In the dirt over the cardboard, yeah. And, you know, this is, uh, to me, Rod, I mean, it's funny. I mean, I, I get that. But it's also emblematic of this whole this whole fiasco. Here's a man yeah. who is clearly... Mentally ill. You could say that. I mean, he's either that or so high that he's never going to come down. But but I would I would go with mentally ill, clearly. Yeah. And yet the reaction to people in the Chaz, which is supposed to be the land of, you know, liberal utopianism, is to do what? Didn't they like tackle him to get him out of there? <laughs> to forcibly remove him? They removed him. Eventually, I did. It, it takes a while if you follow the the Twitter thread. It takes. That's that's the thing about Twitter threads, and I'm, uh, you know, it's it's it, it's kind of a. I'm not sure what the word for it is. It's it, just get to the just get to the point, will you? And it takes them a while to do that. That's the problem it with does. Twitter. It takes everybody. Although it is entertaining. So anyway, they uh, they got him out of there, I guess. But they didn't. Uh, they didn't do it with love and kindness, nor did they do it no. with empathy or understanding for the issues that this man might be facing. I don't think they even offered him 10 bucks. Well, he was white, so. Well, yeah, but they, they probably had charged 10 bucks. Him 10 they bucks. could have said, hey, dude, come out of here. I'll give you 10 bucks. It's bizarre. I don't know. I Is this how to. Everybody's talking about this, the, you know, the whole Mongols and Hell's Angels things versus the, the send in the National Guard. Are the police going to retake this? 
I, I've come to believe that the best solution to this is just to let it just to let it go. It's not going anywhere. It's not going no. to. It's not really. Are there going to be some businesses that are going to be hurt by this? Of course. But aren't yeah. those businesses closed anyway because of COVID? Well, I think they were giving away free food for a while, right? And so once they once they ran out of the free food, that's why they have the garden. Well, <laughs> isn't it? You're not. Well, I think the garden ultimately is just a symbol of their autonomy. I guess I don't know. Look, we have a garden where no oh, garden thought, existed before. I thought the garden was because they had to feed people. Yeah, but they're not going to feed anybody with that garden. Oh, oh, ye of little faith. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just a realist. <laughs> about that. I don't know, man. I, I'm looking at it going, you know, the president tweeted about it the other day, and Inslee got really uptight about it. Inslee, Inslee response tweet to the president's tweet. See, that should tell you right there everything you need to know about this entire situation. Mm-hmm. Two four-year-olds tweeting back and forth at each other because they happen to be in executive positions. Okay. Yeah. President tweets: Seattle needs to get a hold of this, or or take back your city, or I will. This needs to stoop right now. And yes. Inslee's response: the governor of the state of Washington, the man that we pay well in excess of two hundred thousand dollars a year for, who got zero percent in the polls from running for president, tweets back instead of just ignoring it. Sure. Which is what an adult would actually do. Okay. Sorry. I, I know many of you love Trump, and that's fine, but let's face it. Why does he care? Yeah, seriously. I, in fact, in the big political scheme of things, this is kind of to his advantage, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, the, the governor of the state of Washington tweets back. And of, of all the things in the tweet, what do you think he focuses on? Federalism. He, cor- he, he corrects he, the misspelling. He, he corrects the misspelling. <laughs> Grammar Nazi. <laughs> and and it's like at that point you just your head, you you can't take it anymore. You 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 just can't. You you look at it and you go, is this really even possible? Is this is this the point where we have actually reached where where the people that have created the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone might actually be more grown up than the people who are. Who are responding it to it? Oh, the, the politicians? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the same Inslee, by the way, who didn't know anything about it until it had already been going on for three days. Was... <laughs> Clueless in Seattle. He got asked a question by one of our local reporter babs about it two days after it started. And his exact response was, news to me. <laughs> You, dude, you might want to like get some different staff then, because if they're not telling you what's going on, well, you know, I'm I'm not concerned about it. I guess I should he be. I I don't know, man. I I do know that this is a tremendous opportunity across the board. Not the least of which is that they have now canceled cops and live PD. Oh yes. Now I never saw live PD. I saw a few episodes of Cops. I didn't care for it. Um, I used to watch Cops when I was younger. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna yep. do? What you gonna do? The kids when used to like free? to dance to that when they were young. Oh, who doesn't? I, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't care for the show. And not because it's been canceled because, quote, it shows cops in a positive light. Which I wasn't sure that they did. I always had a problem with it because um, 
I wasn't, it wasn't clear to me what the timeline on things were. In other words, mm-hmm. how far in advance did they film them busting this guy after searching his car without a warrant? Yeah. Did they do it the next week, or did they do it a two, three years later after the case had been resolved? See what I'm saying? Yes. That's where I had a problem with it. But be that as it may, that was my issue. So they've canceled these two shows, right? Yep. And, and they don't have anything to replace them. Or oh, do they, they? They should. They should. We should have a new Chaz live you know reality show where people get voted out of the chaz yeah their torch gets put out just like survivor well they're gonna have torches eventually maybe they get a plant from the garden send them (laughs) off what if they find a if they find an immunity idol or something yeah there you go you know what bothers the hell out of me is that i actually know what that is yeah (laughs) my wife is addicted to that show and if there oh, really? was a Chaz show like that, she'd watch it. Oh my. <laughs> it would be interesting, though, wouldn't it? I mean, you could do it a Chaz be. show. You could do a, you'd vote people off. You could, you could probably do three or four shows out of that. We could get the indigenous American up there who's collecting the 10 bucks from the white people to host it. Hmm. We could call it That's So Chaz. <laughs> That's so Chaz. I don't know, man. I just there's a lot there that 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 could happen. Um, Brought to you by Tolos. <laughs> hey, you didn't do your read, man. I didn't do my read. You didn't do your read. I did. We were supposed to. Do, no, you did the last bit. You didn't read the whole thing. Oh, I, we were supposed well, to have an ad. We 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 got a new sponsor, Tolos, and you're gonna have to send me the rest of that re- the read the, again because yeah. I must have lost it. Oh, well, anyway, this portion of the show brought to you by New Tolos, available over the counter since 1665, protecting you from the plague. It's Tolos. Hey, Dave. Yeah? You need a Tolos. Got it. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) You missed last week's show. You might want to go back and get that. So this whole thing is is just bizarre, but depending on who you're watching, this is a great example to me, Rod of everything that I've been saying all along. One of the things I, I, I say so often is pick an event, says your reaction to an event says more about you than it does the actual event, okay? Yeah. This Chaz thing is exactly that. Why do I say that? Well, because if you watch, let's just call it the right side of the media, what's going on in Chaz Lab? Well, there's armed guards and vigilantes, and there's bad things happening to people. And Terrible, right? It's terrible. And if you watch the left side of the media, it's a paradise. It is fantastic. Peaceful. peaceful. There's documentaries being shown. Homeless people, people watching. Right. Homeless people who are taking over gardens are being treated with respect and, and all this kind of stuff. So the Seattle Times today, I swear to God, that's an article. I'm not making this up. The title of the article, if I can find it here, because I know I've got it. Um, Let's see. The title of the article is, Dubbed a Lawless State by Some, comma, The Chaz or Chop, I don't know what you do is, Seattle's newest neighborhood tries to create its own narrative. And it's all about how things are great in the Chaz or the Chop. And Fox News, you know, ran a photo montage this week on Mm -hmm. their TV shows. It was a montage, but it's a fake, it's a fake photo. 
because it's a montage. It's a fake photo. It's it's only showing the bad, and it's it's not Wolf and Chaz and blah, 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 blah. And I thought to myself, you would have to be the world's dumbest person not to have known that that was a photo montage. Yes. Now, I'm barely adequate with Photoshop, and I knew it was a montage. Yeah. Uh, it's like... No, but you look at CNN and they're like, they're trying to you know, hammer on Fox. Right, which is what I go back to is this says more about the people. Your reaction to this says more about which side of the political spectrum you're on. It says more about you than it does about what's actually happening in Chaz because the reality is you, me, and we don't care. If we really cared, we'd be there with a lot of $10 True. bills. We don't care because we're not there. Doesn't matter to me. That matter you're to you. closer than I am. The people that live there, the people that, that, that I'm seeing tweets from people that live there, they're just relieved because the te- police aren't tear gassing them anymore. So it's like, well, dude, I, I don't care. If they were smart yeah. and they hired a mad, you know, a marketing guy, they'd drop this whole chop thing. They'd stick with the Chaz thing and they'd start marketing themselves and start making money. Tourism, bus tours through. It's the Occupy formerly known as Chaz. <laughs> yeah, weird design on it. I don't know, man. There's there's so many opportunities here that, well, and of course, then you get back to, are we really going to send in the National Guard? And the question that I asked is, I asked uh, Mike Bennett this the other day, is do you really think the National Guard would actually do anything about it? If they ordered the National Guard in there and they were met with resistance, do you think the National Guard would actually shoot at people in an attempt to destroy Chaz? I do not think so. I don't either. I, I, I can tell you that during my time in the service, had we been ordered to do that, we would have, we would have laughed and said no. Well, we, actually, what we would have said is, aye, aye, chief, and then not done it. And Mike's yeah. a little bit more recent in the military than I was, so I asked him, and he was like, no, no, there's no way. Now, the possibility exists that somebody might get a little antsy and something bad might happen, which is exactly what what they want. That's see, that's yeah. the thing the president doesn't seem to realize is they want him to send in the troops. They want him to do that. They want him to attack them. They want the Hell's Angels. They want anybody yeah. that they can label as conservative, Trump-supporting white people oh, to yeah. attack them. So why give them what they want? Just relax. Take a deep breath. Yeah. They'll go away eventually. And even if they don't, so what? Yeah. I mean, really, what? <laughs> I mean, other than the people that do have businesses there that would like to maybe reopen them. Right, but those businesses have been, I mean, literally across the center point of this thing is the Seattle East Precinct. Did you know what? Do you know what's yeah. right across the street from that? I have a liquor no idea. store. A liquor store. Okay. So that place has probably been looted already. Oh, yeah. Or, or control. I, nobody's going to deliver anything new to these stores that are nope. there. They There's, can't get no trucking. Anyway. There's no trucking delivering anything in that area. And if there actually had been shop owners or whatnot that were, were did I just say whatnot? Whatnot. Yep. Sorry. Um, they didn't. Uh, what's the word for it? They didn't naturally oppose it. They didn't. They didn't yeah. do anything to stop it. And from what I've seen, many of them are supporting it. So, yeah. My position is: who cares? Let them. Let them have their fun. Like kids yeah. camping in the backyard. Let them have their fun. It's Seattle. I don't care anyway. 
I really don't. Fortunately, it's not anywhere near the baseball stadium. Not that they're playing. Do they anyway. still have the power on in there? I guess. I don't know. I mean, they're all living in tents, so what difference would it do? <laughs> well, I mean, they need to charge their phones, Dave. Right, but if you pay $10, you can go out and, and charge your phone outside the Chaz and then come back in, right? Yeah. But you got to pay $10 every time you go out. Before you go out, you got to pay $10. I actually had a friend who suggested up we, we, we set up a border, an actual border around there. So we have border patrol around the outside. So when they want to come out, they have to show their visa. And that's funny. I, I, I agree. That's, I laughed when I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when they, when these chazers come out to the real world, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. you know, had a shower in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not worried about it. It's just not something I'm worried about. No. It, in the grand scheme of things, it's not important. I'm far more concerned with the attacks on free speech. I'm far yes. more concerned with the the ideology that seems to be taking over here, which is that if you don't say the magic words in everything you say, and I'm not going to say them here, but if you don't say those magic words in everything and anything you do, then you have not sufficiently paid homage to the deity, I guess. I don't know. I, it, it's, it, yeah. it reminded me, and I told Rod this week, it reminded me of North Korea and the death of the uh, um, the dear leader. Oh, yes. Because everybody had to cry. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but everybody had to cry. <sighs> you had to mourn and weep and, and, and all of that. And, and um, in the process of doing that, you had to do it just the right way. You had to mouth the right phrases. And you had to do it louder than your neighbor did. Because if you didn't, then you were suspect of not being true to the cause yeah yeah it was it, it's very authoritarian for sure which seems to be the exact opposite anti-fascism yeah uh, everybody do the same thing or else you're not true to the cause well, it wasn't that long ago that we were mocking libertarians for being ideologically pure yeah. and i've seen this in churches i've seen this where if you don't raise your hands during a part, during a certain part of the service, should see what's going on in the background right now. Anyway, if you don't raise your hands right, if you don't clap, if you don't smile, if you don't, then something's wrong with you. You're not really part. You're not part of the body, as they would say in Star Trek. But you know, just this is a pretty human reaction to things. Yes. But again, how we're reacting to it. This particular issue says more about me than it does about the actual issue. My, my reaction to it is about me. It's not really about Chaz. Yeah. For me, it's, it's an opportunity. I, I like to kind of chuckle at some of this just to see how far to the kind of wacky side it's going, I guess you could say. Yeah, it is going wacky. I mean, there's no two, oh. no two ways about that. It's going bananas. But... It is, it is problematic, and this whole attack on free speech, we've seen people who, uh, they, they say something about it, I'm sympathetic towards your movement, whatever, but they don't use the exact words that they've been told they have to say, yes. and, and consequently, they are punished for that. It's bizarre to me, it's like, I don't know, my wife and I were having a conversation about this earlier the week, 
Right. And, and she's flabbergasted. And I don't know how the hell my wife got politically involved. She didn't used to be. Okay. And now she is. And do you know how hard that is for me? Because I just, you know, it, it's my whole day. It's not what I want to talk about with the dinner table. Yes. It's just not. So <laughs> it's like, well, but I can't say that to her because she's my wife and I love her dearly and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she's going on and on about this. And I, and I said to her, you know, the single most unifying emotion in history is hate. Not yes. love, hate. Hate is the single most unifying emotion. And the problem with hate is it, it's high energy. It requires a lot of action. It requires repetition. It requires intensity. Love doesn't require those things. It, it's, it's simple. It's calm. It's relaxed. It's accepting. Hate is not. And like a, like a car commercial, the louder it is, the less intelligence the audience Hate is the same way. The louder it is, the the lower the thinking capacities or, or at least engagement of the people you're trying to reach with it. B, 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 B. I mean, it's 1984. Yeah. It, it really is. And I, I was reminded of a story. And the story is, it's problematic. But it's the story that Adolf Eichmann told not Adolf Eichmann, Reinhard Heydrich told Adolf Eichmann at the Vanassa Conference in 1942. Vanassa Conference, for those of you who might not know, this was the luncheon, it was about a three-hour lunch meeting, where the higher-ups of the Nazi party settled on the plan for the final solution, where they, they agreed to carry this out, they agreed to do all this stuff. This is, it, is a, it is a chilling thing to think about but they actually did it over lunch, okay? And after the meeting, Heydrich and, and Eichmann, who was his right-hand man, were talking about it, and they were talking about what happens if we actually do manage to pull this off? What happens if we do eliminate every Jew on the planet? Which yeah. is, um, I mean, if you think about it, if that's your entire life's goal, what happens when it's done? You're going to be really bored. You're going to have to find something else to go ahead and do. Which was kind of Heydrich's point. He says there was a man who hated his father. Hated his father. Hated him. You understand? Loved his mother dearly. When his mother died, he stood at the funeral and couldn't cry. It didn't really bother him. When his father, who he hated, died, he wept inconsolably. Nobody could, nobody could comfort him. And the moral of the story is, when the object that is driving you is no longer there, then what? Yeah. And this this ideology of hate, and I don't, I know the louder people try to tell me that this ideology is about love and acceptance, the more they force it upon other people. And if you have to force yeah. it on other people, it's not about love, it's about hate. That's... And when, that, when, when everybody agrees with you, when everybody says that you're right, when everybody joins with you and sings Kumbaya, then what? Yeah, they're out of a job. Which is why it'll never, that's why they can't accept anybody. That yes. won't, every time somebody says, okay, 
I accept a little bit about what you're saying, and I agree with you about to this point. Well, no, now you have to go this far. Because yeah. if they don't keep moving that fence, if they don't keep moving that line, then everybody will agree with them, and then they're out of a job. And once you're out of a job, how do you, how do you fund yourself? What do you, what do you do at that point? Who's left to hate? Who's left yeah. to argue with? And I'm just, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm of the opinion that right now the best way to handle Chaz is to just ignore it. Hmm. Okay. No, that's, that works. think so. What do you think? DNR I, at thedavebowmanshow.com. Yeah. Send your thoughts and comments. Me? I mean, I, you know, I don't mind ignoring it, but I want to mock him a little bit more. Well, I'm not saying yeah. we should stop doing that either. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not going to spend my days worrying about how we're going to get rid of him. Oh, no. And oh, if no. I'm the president of the United States, that's kind of what I, you know, every now and then I do a little nudge thing, you know. Hey, what's going on in Chazland? But oh, yeah. beyond that, not that big I of definitely a wouldn't be tweeting about it. No. <laughs> but then you wouldn't really be the president if you weren't tweeting about it, would you? No. So that's part of the issue. It's Rod Bow's Beer of the Week. so good again so this week i am looking at a slow brew brewery out of san luis obispo california an ipa yes dave i drank an ipa i don't like ipas but i'm not opposed to trying them so but you you hate them rod you hate them i know but i'm just of the type of person that you know i haven't had this particular ipa before let me try it and see if i like it and it was not bad. It's still a little bitter for my taste, but it's the Asloha IPA, Tropical Hazy. And so the one thing about the the hazy beers is they're not as bitter, typically, as your traditional IPA. So this one, this one was not bad. Why? Why are they not traditionally as... It's just, it's the way they're made. Um, <laughs> I'm not the expert as oh. far as going into the detail as, as the, the Scotsman would go into the scientific background as to why it is the way it is. But, uh, mm. so I have in my you... hands, a disturbing the peace, hazy IPA, which I'm assuming is a play on peach rainy days Could brewing. Be. I don't even know what that is. I don't know anything about that. I'm afraid to say anything because I don't get a message from the Scotsman saying, don't you know they were bought out by some big brewer? Oh, yeah, probably. Brewed and canned in Oldsville, Washington. So that's from right right around the corner here. Oh, there you go. So I thought I'd, because I don't like IPAs either. I had a General Sherman in Visalia once, and it was was nasty. Yeah. And when you get into like the double IPAs, the double IPAs aren't as bad either. I did that wrong, didn't I? No, no, you didn't do it okay. It's it's a little hazy. A lot of foam, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I poured it wrong because it's got all this haze on it. So anyway, I figured I'd try a hazy IPA because, as you all know, I'm not a beer guy. Rod is. Yeah. He's constantly sending me pictures of beers he's drinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't send you pictures of the harder stuff that I drink when I drink it. but it smells good, and it doesn't taste bad. Yeah. The, hazy, the, hazy... the hazy IPAs are not bad. They're not as bitter. It's just, for me, the really, really bitter ones, the non-hazy IPAs, um, mm-hmm. 
they just taste like pine cones. I so can drink I that. apologize if people like IPAs. That tastes like peach with a really yeah. dry finish to it. The hazy the hazy drinks, they have a typical there's some type of a citrus or some type mm. of a fruit flavor associated with them. Right. Well, this has peach and it's from Paul's Bow and nobody really cares that I'm drinking a beer, but no. it's not bad. It's not no. bad at all. I can deal with that. So there you go. So binge watch the binge. We should call this segment the binge. Alex, the if you're binge. listening, I need a drop that says the binge that I can put a lot of <laughs> echo on and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so most of my binge watching this week has been webcams from Seattle. <laughs> no weird? Yeah. No, really. I, I've watched a couple of shows. I was watching, uh, what was I watching? Just Shoot Me. Okay. Which is a 1990s David Spade vehicle. Oh, yeah. He's not the star, but David Spade, he plays the same character in everything. Everything. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday Night Live or Tommy Boy or they were in another one together, weren't they? Farley and him. Something about an election up here. Um, Black Sheep. Or the the, uh, Just Shoot Me, and then there's Rules of Engagement. He's always the same smart alecky creepy always hitting on women oh, guy yeah. and being rejected it's always that it's the same character i don't know why they changed the name because it's the same guy yeah. every time but <laughs> snarky i don't know for some reason that show appeals to me and I'm, i don't know why because i have no interest in the fashion industry whatsoever none yeah. i just I, I can't even believe people waste their time worrying about the fashion industry although i did see this week right i meant to send you the picture and i didn't so cod pieces are apparently making the comeback for men. Are they seriously? Really? Yeah. So in the 2020 fashion thing that I saw the other day, which again, I don't look at, it just kind of flittered across my feet. Yeah. The, uh, the cod piece, the matching cod piece now. So like you're wearing a you business know suit. You know what's coming after that though? It's the tights. God, I hope so. <laughs> so anyway, this guy's wearing a, a business suit with a cod piece and shorts. Okay. They're, business, they're business shorts with long high socks and black shoes you gotta send me that picture yeah i gotta find it again <laughs> it's uh pretty remarkable anyway i don't take the fashion industry very seriously because generally speaking it's i can't figure out if the fashion industry is is real or if it's just a a um satire of itself yeah. i mean because you watch zoolander and you go well that's funny that's and funny. then you see a real one and you go Wait, <laughs> it's, it's like, eh, I don't know. I've seen some fashion shows with, that are legit. I mean, okay, yeah. that's a fashion that people would actually wear. And then I see somewhere it's just like, there's no way in hell that that's, nobody is going to wear a short suit with a cod piece. It, it's, it's like the automobile industry. They have their concept cars, Dave, I guess. It's the concept clothing. I, Concept of what? How we can make people look even more ridiculous? I I guess. Really skinny people, by the way. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, none of these fashions are made for anybody over a size zero. Yeah. At all. And and that's, you know, what's the line from Sophia Loren? I'd rather have spaghetti and wine than than be a size zero. Anyway, (laughs) I have no interest in the fashion industry, but this show, for some reason, appeals to me. And I was sitting here watching, I was, I don't know, six or seven episodes into it. And it was starting to get, I don't know, dull and predictable. Mm-hmm. And then they shifted the scripts and they started doing Shakespeare. 
as their scripts. Okay. And they did Shakespeare, they did Woody Allen. They're starting to do plays and pieces and films as the episode, which I always find clever. I don't... Sure. I, 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 it's one of those things where when a show can do that and do it well, it's... Archer does this. Archer... My favorite episode of Archer is called The Archer Sanction, which is basically the Iger Sanction, but with Archer in it. <laughs> it's, it's awesome stuff. Anyway, those are the kinds of things that I think are remarkable. Oh, I'm, I'm watching. I'm six or seven episodes into this, and my wife walks in and says... Oh, I love that show. What channel is that on? <laughs> so I'm assuming she's going to start watching that after she gets done with tuna fishing or whatever the hell that is. Or the other one that she's watching now. This is not about what my wife binges, but since we're on the subject, I she sure. watches the show, the worst show on television, Rod. Dance Moms? Dance Moms. <laughs> that show should be illegal. Okay, I'm not I'm not against suppressing people's free speech or anything like that. But that show is basically child abuse. It it's your weekly child abuse hour. And that woman should be in jail. Yeah. She's a biatch. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. Back to just shoot me though. They had one of my favorite episodes, one of my one of the favorite lines that I seem to remember that you are you at the point where there's slow Donnie is in there? Slow Donnie. Okay, yeah, he's a character. Oh, no, um, uh, not yet, no. Okay. I'm still in the first well, season, so. Yeah, yeah. well, so there's, I guess there's a guy who's just pretending to be kind of slow. Right. His name is Slow Donnie. <laughs> and so it, it's one of these lines, and I forget the scenario, I'm going to have to go watch it now, where he just comes out and he's like, he says this one line, it's like, chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. <laughs> it's just this crazy thing. And it's stuck in my head now. It is stuck in my head. Oh my god! I don't know that I even have a favorite line from it, but it's just been just been remarkable. That dance mom show, though. Oh, See, yeah. that's that's like the yang and the yang of television, right? But it's it's too powerful of a yang. She yeah. is just she just destroys television. I don't understand why. I don't understand for the life of me why anybody would send their child to this. I, I really don't. I I don't understand either. But these mothers are apparently just as insane as she are. She is. She yep. are. Um, and the competition, Dave, it's the, it's the other dance studios that, and the competition between them. And it's this whole political thing. And, are they as screwed up as she is? Uh, I think to an extent, yeah. They can't be because then they'd have television shows. I don't think they're as, as militaristic, I guess, in their control. But... It, the whole politic, the politics that go back and forth at the competitions between the groups, between the groups, it, between the mom, between her own mothers. Oh yeah, that too. My daughter didn't get a solo. My daughter costume didn't, you know, whatever. Right, didn't show off her legs or something. And I'm, your daughter's eight. Yeah. <laughs> like holy crap, this show is it's like. Yeah, my my wife's watched a number of those, and and it's always like, okay, who's walking off the set this week? Jeez, that woman needs to be in jail. I'm sorry. I realize she was in jail. Yeah, she needs to be back in jail because she is. That is just tantamount to child abuse. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It. I used to think tier, tier, toddlers and tiaras was bad. Yeah, and it was. This is just. Oh my god! Some girl the other day didn't make it to the show. Didn't make it to practice or something. We mm -hmm. have no idea why she wasn't there. We don't know what happened. 
We just know that she's not there. Yeah. And she goes, Abby Lee goes off on this rant about her mother is just teaching her how to be irresponsible. What's she going to do when she doesn't, when she finally gets in her formal apartment, is she just not going to pay her rent? She's just not going to show up? I'm like, how the hell do you not know? How do you know that she's not laying in a street somewhere bleeding to death from being hit by a bus? You don't know anything. But she's not here. So we're going to criticize her on national television. National cable TV. (laughs) Are you watching this crap? I'm surprised she she got the show again coming back out of jail. Oh, I'm not. People watch it, man. People watch it. And I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with you people. Clearly, you are not using the magic word. Then you are not. Uh, you need to put ten dollars in the jar before you, before you leave this weird thing that you love. I asked my wife, "Why do you watch this?" And you know what she said? What? I like the dancing, which is like three minutes of the hour show is dancing. Yeah, it's like toward the end. God, makes me want to stab myself in the eye with a pen. Yep. Well, I've been binge watching Ozark on Netflix. So I think we just got through the first season. It's it's kind of dark. Jason Bateman stars as the lead. He's he's a financials numbers guy who you come to find out has been uh let's say laundering money for the drug cartels in Mexico. And it follows his it, it follows so he his owns story. A lot of mats, huh? And his story's family. Oh yeah, it's 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 dark. But it's interesting. It's like, you know, how could this possibly get worse? Oh, it just got worse. Oh, and it starts to look good. And oh, now it's even worse than that. So it's. <laughs> also takes place in the Ozarks. It does. It does. But there's a reason. And you find out in the first few episodes as to why. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I think my wife watched that one already. It's as been I around recall, since, for a while. As I recall, it was on in December, wasn't it? It was out in December. There are three cause, seasons. Cause, there are three seasons of it. So I, I missed I missed it when it first came out. I'll tell you why I remember this vaguely. It's because in the midst of my COVID-19 illness mm-hmm. in December, when I, was, when I had a 104-degree fever and I was basically ruining a pair of sheets because I was sweating so much and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's what my wife was binge-watching while I was dying. Oh, that's good. And I only remember that because the Jason Bates. That's good. What's wrong? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> we have to say it now because anyway, I don't know, man. I just I vaguely remember that, and we'll see what happens. And uh, let's see, yeah. we got some binge watching. I had some emails from people that were binge watching stuff, and now I don't know what I did with those emails, Rod. Didn't All I right. send you that email? I'm going to open up my mail and I'll look real fast. I sent that to you. So I got an email from Joan who said that she was uh, binge watching. Blah, 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 blah. She's so tired. This is the part of the scintillating radio here. Um, I got no idea. what She was sent. No, it's not in that email. Anyway, she's uh, she's listening and she's binge watching something. Um, um, Joan or June was binge June. watching Young Writers, the series. Okay. The Real McCoys. What is that? I don't even I know what that no is. Idea. I, I, sorry, June. I don't know what those are. But okay, good for you. And um, let's see. Who else did we hear from this week? Mo Jav in California. Heard from him this morning because today is Flag Day. And in, in the pantheon of Dave Bowman Productions, Flag Day is a huge day. This was the, oh, yeah. this was the day when John uttered those famous words, Wench, flag me. 
Do you do you have that? Snip? I do. I don't have the snippet, but it's 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 on my. Page, so. I should I should do that, but the, the problem with that, that is a sound clip. Gone. Yeah, the problem with that is a sound clip is it's only good for one day of the year. Yeah, so it's like, well, what are you going to do? Um, and of course, we have heard from a, a new segment of the show that we're going to add today. We right. decided that since we we finally hit double digit double digits in listeners, thank Yay. you for growing the show. We still have a goal of triple digits, but. You know, one step at a time, one small step right. for man for a show. And but uh, we've decided to add the. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. So. Oh, no, no, no. No, go ahead. We've decided to add the listener of the week award, which we will really? we will award each week to the person who has contributed the most to good listenership. You're laughing. You, th- you don't think I'm serious about this. No, I, I think you're serious. So this person has to represent the best interests of our show by listening, preferably by sharing and commenting and, you know, the, the, all the things that define a good listener. Like you download it on all your devices so that we get three or four downloads for oh, yeah, even just true. one person. So you could download it on your iPad or tablet. And, you, and stream it for your friends. And your phone. And your computer and stream it for your friends and all those kinds of things. So so that we get skewed numbers, even though it's just one person, we get three, four, five downloads. See? Yeah. Which kicks those downloads up there, which makes real advertisers look at us and go, hey, maybe, maybe I want to be on that show. So that yeah, we can go. then use our superior intellect and our, yeah. our uh, what's that word? Whatever it is that that's haughty and and condescending to people, to tell them that we will not take your advertising dollars, hubris, hubris. That's good, I guess. Anyway, uh, we we need all of those things. So we decided to have a listener of the week award because we felt like that would we felt like that would kick things up a bit. Yeah. A Besides, we don't need advertisers. We've got Tolos. That's true. We do have that. And uh, so anyway, we we we. We we decided to do the award, and then we thought, well, we need a name for the award because you can't just have. I mean, it's 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 like the Vince Lombardi Trophy. The first time they gave that out, you know what it was called? No, I don't. The AFL NFL World Championship Game Trophy. Oh yeah, that's just, just remember wordy. that. Yeah, it's just wordy, yeah. and so they waited for Vince Lombardi to die, and then they named it after him. Okay. Okay. So now it's the Vince Lombardi Trophy because he won the first two AFL NFL World Championship game trophies. And that, well, what better way to do that? The World yeah. Series still has not hit upon this. The World Series is still the World Series Trophy. They need somebody important to die, and they can name it after him. See? Yeah. This is this is this is the critical part of having a good award. Is having somebody die so you can name it after them. Yeah. Problem is you can't just sit around waiting for people to die. No. But we all are going to die someday. All of us, yes. Including. We're going to die, Dave. Including the first winner of our listeners. We're all going to die, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Including, and and this person will remember that because, anyway, he is our first uh, awardee of the listener of the week. And so we award, and I don't have a drum roll or anything for this. I don't have any. The only thing I have is Rod Bo's Beer of the Week. We'll use that. It's Rod Bo's it's Beer of the Listener of the Week. 
very first inaugural winner of the Listener of the Week Award and soon to be dead, like within the next 50 years, sure. Sure. Is Patrick Krebs. Ta-da! And we are happy to name the award the Patrick Krebs Memorial Listener of the Week Award. Congratulations. Congratulations, Patrick. Uh, with that, you get nothing except the honor of maybe putting that on your, your business cards or something. <laughs> Inaugural winner of the DNR Listener of the Week Award, <clears throat> which is named after me. So you could put that on your resume and people would be impressed, wouldn't they? They would be like, oh, he was the inaugural winner of the DNR Memorial Listener of the Week. <laughs> Patrick Krebs Memorial Winner of the Week. Anyway, we named it the Patrick Krebs Memorial Listener of the Week Award because we felt yeah. like he's going to die eventually and we'll, yeah. we'll be one step ahead of the game. So what do you got to do to win this trophy? What do you got to do? Well, it's not a trophy, so. It's not a trophy. You got to win the award. It's it's really just me and Rod saying, you're this week's winner. Because <laughs> we don't got <laughs> nothing to give you. And it's not like we're getting yeah. gift certificates or anything like that. Because we don't have any and sponsors you, yet. And the odds are better if you actually contact us. Yes. <laughs> you, do have to, you do have to be in contact with us. You do have to, uh, you do have to download the show. You have to listen to it. We may quiz you. If you're a nominee in the future, we may quiz you. We say, well, yeah. what did Rod say about... And if you don't know the answer, well, we'll reject you. We'll say, nope, you cannot be the Listener of the Week, the Patrick Krebs Memorial Listener of the Week. We could, Dave. Once we actually develop the Tolos, we could send them the first batch. Yeah, we could. I don't have the money that they're going to charge us for that, though. No. That's a steep investment, man. Should we do a, should we do a Kickstarter? <laughs> just send us money. We just need money for the podcast, folks. You know, there are expenses involved here. Beer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I had to buy a four-pack to drink that little bit of beer. So, and for the record, I'm not drinking any more of it. No. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? Anyway, so, and we could call it the PKM Listener of the Week Award. PKM, there you go. PKM Listener of the Week. P-K-M-L-O-W. 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 Anyway, Pat, uh, congratulations. You are the... Patrick Krebs Memorial. Thank you for listening. Yes, we should say that together. Ready? Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for, for listening. For listening. It's a little harder when we're ready to believe you. Yes. Speaking of the magic word. Oh my God. Well, I got nothing else to add. So I'm Dave. I'm Rod. We'll see you next week for Do Not Resuscitate and a new winner of the Patrick Krebs Memorial. Listener of the week. Do Not Resuscitate is a Slippery Fish production for the DaveBowmanShow.com.